This is The Art Life. Hello, I'm Sandra Robinson-Burns, founder of Heroin Training, where we learn to be the protagonists of our lives through my essays and podcasts like this one. This episode exclaims, we need to sort out our priorities. And to talk priorities with me today, I am very happy to welcome my co-host, actress and activist, Grace Gordon. Grace, how is your art life? My art life is spontaneous. I anticipated, because I'm I'm staying in LA for the holidays, and I've had a couple years of living here and living through the empty and slow Decembers of Los Angeles living, um, I anticipated having a lot of free time and having a lot of um, empty hours to fill, I guess, because people tend to leave for the leave for the holidays, go back to whatever their home base is in the city of transplants. Um, I anticipated not having much on my plate. And somehow, because of that, that zero expectation of what I was going to be doing, I have had a super creatively fulfilling social couple of weeks. I've been shooting more than maybe any month this whole year. And I just spontaneously hosted a dinner party last night with a bunch of actor friends that was fabulous. Um, And I tried a bunch of new recipes and connected a bunch of people who hadn't met each other before. And it was a roaring good time. (laughs) And that really happened because I had no expectations for this month. So I've just been playing a lot more. And somehow I've also been working a lot more. Because I just, I don't have this rigidity about what I was supposed to be doing with my time. Like, I just expected there would be nothing to do. Um, And I'm just, yeah, I'm really enjoying the spontaneity of last minute photo shoots that have come up, meeting really interesting dynamic people that are just showing up out of nowhere, and, and even creating some events to connect people who are also here and not going home to families for the holidays. I even went to a, a Shakespeare reading last weekend that a friend of mine organized. That And that is something I have had such a deep desire for, for years, to have a group of friends that reads Shakespeare or does play readings. And my friend Jessie, who's this, a phenomenally talented actress and writer and just so lovely we connected on this this desire to have one of these readings and she just made it happen within like a week um and i'm just i'm so happy that all these things have been happening and i i feel like part of the reason it's all been so fulfilling is that i just had no expectations for this month and do you think that this is a december thing that other people with that same energy are connecting with you over and do you think this is something that you can carry over into the new year i do think that part of it is just having more of a portfolio or having more long-term friendships Mm. and having a home where i can host things some of these are 
like in comparison to last year or the year before that, like just having more of a foundation. But I also think a big part of it is just con is conscious creation on my end of these events, conscious creation of community, of reaching out and putting myself out there more with artists I want to collaborate with. Um, so I think that there's a lot that can be taken into the new year. But also, in some ways, taking into the new year the the freedom that has come from not having a rigid plan. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I can relate to that so much. In particular, I am really excited about this Shakespeare play reading group that you found, manifested, dare I say. I feel like I manifested it because I did not organize the event. Jessie did it and she's fantastic at it. And often it's articulating what you're looking for and when that connects with somebody else's vision because I I am often in the organizer role and the important thing for me or what gives me a boost of energy and confidence is when somebody else vocalizes that they are just as into the idea as I am because to organize these groups you need people you need participants and so uh I'm so excited to hear that it's happening. Yeah, I'm excited too. And I think that there are a lot of lessons from from the pressure that I took off myself this month, from the belief that like, well, nothing's going to happen. So that's when the magic happened. That's really interesting because that's going to, I think that will play into our main discussion later on. I think so, too. So I'm excited to get into that topic. But before we get into it, Zandra, how is your art life? My art life is flying off the page. I was trying to come up with a uh, visual, a a description for the visual that I'm uh, about to describe, which is I have... This is one of my favorite times of year because my new passion planner arrived. And every winter, my friend Kate and I meet up in a cafe. And this year, it involved decadent hot chocolates. We bring all of our pens and supplies and set up our planners for the new year. So I love having that crisp fresh start. And I've been using Passion Planner for so many years now that I have a system of what kind of extra pages help me. There are a lot of blank pages in the back and I use those to, as my own personal grimmery slash reference book slash um, whatever kind of resources that support me besides just the calendar part. So we were setting up those pages beautifully. And then when I got home, what I really fancied doing was being even more creative with my planner this year than I ever have before. And so I got out some magazines and my glue stick, and I've been collaging over some of the the pages that I, like the inside cover, because I look at this book so often 
that I really want those spaces to evoke what I want the new year to bring and not just the the things in my schedule and my to-do list. So you made a vision board? Pretty much. And where did this this lightning strike of inspiration come from? I am totally converted on vision boards because I'm reading a book called The Source by Tara Swart. Have you heard of it? I've never heard of it. Tell me about it. Oh, it's so fascinating. She is a neuroscientist who is writing about the brain science behind the law of attraction, basically. So she's talking about why things like an abundance mindset and manifestation are supported by science. And so I'm learning from this that visualization is such an important tool that we can harness in our brains to uh, like a lot of athletes do this where they'll visualize their this is where I, I lose my words because I don't know sports terms, but they'll visualize like doing their wins, their, doing their. Yeah. Um, and also like an Olympic uh, tobogganer, for instance, will like visualize each specific turn that they need to do. They'll visualize like the entire route or ent- an entire race. Um, if you're a runner, you if you imagine that you're doing the thing, then it makes uh, it, it ignites part of your brain as if you'd practiced. And so I'm trying to channel that in my own life, and I'm realizing that there are other ways to motivate myself beyond just the linear. So I have these lists and words, and I write down my goals. But if I can make those pictures be even more vivid then uh, I'm, I'm just throwing everything at it, basically. So I made a playlist. I've made this vision board collage, trying to ignite as many of the senses as I can. Well, I'm very excited for you because even though you are the passion planner queen, I love that you still have room, have space to experiment and try new things. Like you established in this, in this check-in that you have a system, you have this tradition, you have the pens you use, you know what the free pages are for, but oh look, there's still room for new ideas and new new systems maybe, new bolts of inspiration, even within the way you run your passion planner. And even though I was inspired by science, what is really coming to life here is art. And thank you for calling me the passion planner queen. You are. There is no one else. We thought it would be fun to name this episode after an iconic line from the Harry Potter films. We need to sort out our priorities. I think this is the best screenwriting addition to the Harry Potter canon that comes to mind. Normally, I'm quite a purist with the quotations from the book, but I I enjoyed this Ron Weasley line. And 
Grace, I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce where the idea for this episode came from as we were discussing how to focus when we have too many ideas. So I was aware that this episode is going to come out in the first couple days of the new year. And I toyed with the idea of like, well, do we make an episode about resolutions? No, because it's kind of the opposite of what this show is, right? I mean, last week we talked about how I do have a reading goal and that's something that I try to reach every year. But that is that is something that is out of the theme of so much of this show, which is all about process and flow and being in the moment, being in the present and not putting pressure on yourself to follow rigid structures or to pursue a goal that you can quantify and post about on the internet. And so I said, no, we're obviously not going to do an episode about New Year's resolutions. But what, what do I need? I am a person who has no, no lack of ideas. I have never dealt with writer's block. I have the opposite of writer's block. I have a hundred screenplays to write, projects to launch, ideas that I want to pursue at all times. And looking back on the past year, I'm and and the wins of the past year, I'm proud of so much of my art life. I'm proud of so much of even the decisions I've made to create a healthier home environment, the friendships I've strengthened. There's so much that I'm I'm glad that I did this year. But I do feel, looking back on 2019, like there was a little bit of a lack of focus in my art or in my acting, particularly. And I'm 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 aware of the fact that I I never lack ideas, I never lack the energy to to learn a new skill. I never run out of people that I want to meet up with and talk to and learn about. But I can sometimes get, I can always get too scattered. And so I'm coming into 2020 with a desire to to know what my priorities are, to define my priorities further, because I think that this is an area where I really need structure. I really need guidance or I need to enter a new year with more intention. And I told this to you and you understood exactly where I am because you said you were there a couple of years ago. Is that true? Yeah. So so where were you a couple of years ago and what's changed since? Hmm. Let me try to remember I think the main thing was I was grappling with discovering my voice as an artist while also building a business that makes money. And so these things were getting muddled together in a way that made me more scattered because I would sacrifice my creative vision to do something that I felt like was a better business move when really it wasn't, but I was also sacrificing the the business move to 
you know, meet the two in the middle without really setting a clear sense of what I was looking for in the big picture. We discussed a little bit of this um, in our art and barter episode about how I was moving out of being a blogger and trying to let go of the business practices that came with being a blogger because it just didn't it didn't go with how I wanted to be setting up my work. And what I really what really changed for me was that I built a program, Everyday Wonderland, which gives me freedom to which gives me freedom in its structure because in some senses it's the same every week. I write a digital postcard and I each of the postcards has a certain topic to it, but then every month is a new theme and it'll be a new theme every month forever. So there's enough that stays the same and there's enough newness that satisfies the stability that my business model needs, but also the creativity that I need to be creating in the moment. And I guess I'm I'm grappling with with this intention. I'm grappling with the fact that I encourage following curiosity. I encourage in myself following whims, but I also know that like I need some structure. I need to create some boundaries for myself so that I'm able to move forward in my quote unquote career in a more measurable way. And I guess I'm just like curious about what the intersection of that structure, those boundaries are with the art life and with following whims, following curiosity. I I have an idea actually, because what I went into describing my business model and really what that gives me is the foundation of knowing I'm on track in that in that region. And then knowing that I have a plan for that part gives me the freedom every day to prioritize my writing time, which I call writing time, but actually it's creative time in general. I work best in the mornings or I create best in the mornings. And so I've I block out in my passion planner, I draw a little box from 9 to 11 a.m. every day. That is my creative time. That's when I journal. That's when I start new writing projects. I let myself have that time to write poems or write down whatever is in my head, get down some drafts and start those things. And that's part of my warm-up that leads into writing the essays that I end up publishing on heroin training. And that time isn't about what I get done. It's about giving myself the space to create. And sometimes that involves, I always bring a book with me, usually nonfiction or essays, and I will flip through those books. And it's not about finishing, um, but about just gaining inspiration from wherever. I love to work at 
Waverly Station in Edinburgh right now, there's there's a pop-up bookshop slash gallery that is run by Fruit Market Gallery, and it's just full of these inspiring this curation of things. And so I'll work in the cafe and then take a few minutes to wander around and look at the art books and look at the cute stationery. And that's all part of that that time that I've blocked up that is not about finishing my essay, but it's about the process of it. So for you, it sounds like the structure that you needed was those designated hours for your priority, which is writing. Yep. Writing is number one. And it was about finding out, okay, writing is my top priority. What does that look like on a daily basis? And I I love operating on a daily basis. And one of my favorite things I tend to do while traveling, I think we've mentioned in our airplane mode episode, is that I'll just draw out what is my ideal schedule and where do my priorities fit in to that ideal schedule. Can I just share with you that I finally did that exercise? I, I re- I'm reading Lucky Bitch, Denise Duffield Thomas's book, which you recommended and we mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago. And she was adamant in this book, her first book, that like you you have to do this exercise that it's so helpful. And I felt myself clench up for some reason. Like, you know, I had excuses for not wanting to do that almost because she impressed upon the readers that it was so important. I I had resistance come up immediately. <laughs> As a natural rebel, I just don't want to do whatever I'm told. <laughs> And I sat down the next day and I I did the writing exercise. And you have talked about this before. You've talked about your fantasy day. And it was so helpful for me. It was so helpful to the degree that it even, even just writing out my ideal day helped me envision the ideal living situation I want in the future and envision what I want my sleep schedule to be, which is something I struggle with sometimes. Like it helped me, just a simple exercise helped me envision so much that I hadn't really made time to think about, dream about this past year. Ooh, I didn't even know that. So I haven't read Lucky Bitch. I've only read Get Rich Lucky Bitch. And so I had no idea that exercise was there. Um, but I'm glad that it brought you some visuals. It was so helpful to me. And of of course, it was also a reminder that when I have resistance to like a self-development exercise or a new skill, whatever it is, if I have that immediate fear, it's probably something that's good for me. Mm, I think there's an episode in that. Yeah, feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> An episode about taking the leap when you don't want to. You're most dragging your feet. A biography <laughs> and- by Grace Gordon. <laughs> I think there's also something to discerning between 
discomfort out of fear of growth and discomfort out of a, a, a need for safety too. So there, as a Gryffindor, I can say it's not always worth it to take the leap. And I think that's sort of what we're talking about here is that the advice to just start and just go with it is often not helpful to people like the two of us who have so many ideas. And it's not always the best advice to say, act on all of your ideas at once. There has to be some process and some sifting involved. Yeah, and for me as a Slytherin, since I guess we're getting into some some Harry Potter references and frameworks in this episode, as a <laughs> Slytherin, I think yeah. I can be I can be so guided by my own ambition in all honesty that I can I can be self-defeating out of fear. I want this work so badly that I try to do every possible thing related to it or I try to follow so many different ideas at once because I'm a naturally curious person but also because I want to do it so well and so perfectly that I scatter my energy too much. I try to be good at everything. That's so interesting. And it's less of a Gryffindor, like, just leap in and then, oh, you might regret it later. It's more of a my own pressure on myself to, to do things so perfectly leads me astray. Ooh, we've stumbled upon this interesting parallel between something that Gryffindors and Slytherins both do, but for in different ways. It's sort of like, this is why they're both so good at Quidditch. I think, the the classic rivalry. So the difference is, it sounds like you put pressure on yourself to be good at all of these things. Absolutely. And even I, because I'm a performer, because I'm an actor, having a lot of skills, for example, is is useful to have that on a resume. But I'm someone who will want to be and put energy towards being good at singing, sword fighting, reading tarot, speaking three languages, doing so many things well that suddenly I've lost what the original priority was, which is to be an actor. So Gryffindors and Slytherins alike need to sort out their priorities. And recognize the why, I think, as well. Mm. I think, that, you know, for in my own life right now, it's worth it to examine why I spread out my energy, where that comes from fear, where that comes from perfectionism, and, and why am I doing all of this work in the first place? Is it to be perfect? No. Is it to make everyone think I'm good at everything? No, I'm not. I'm never going to be. Um, and so I'm just, I'm excited, you know, looking at this this next year. I'm excited that I've had the opportunity to do some self-reflection on the past year and years before and see where my own perfectionism or even my own, like, insatiable drive can be 
can can be something that gets me in my own way. And I'm excited in this episode that has somehow become so much about structure versus freedom. I'm excited to start creating some more structures for myself, even in my calendar. So what is the art life? The art life is creating structures so you have freedom. Here, here. Here, here. Sandra, what is the art life? The art life is allowing yourself to get clear on your vision. Uh, I love that. And for people listening to this, a great way to do that is to write, is to just take the time to write out your ideal day. I find that exercise so fun. I was very intimidated by it, and it was so helpful once I did it. What do you think was intimidating to you about it? Well, in keeping with what we've been talking about, I think I have so many interests and ideas and my life leads me from project to project, just like that's actor and model life, that it was hard for me to even consider what an ideal day looked like because I feel like I'm never doing the same thing. Mm. Like I was very intimidated by this because I was like, I rejected it immediately because I said, well, there's no such thing because I'm always going to be doing a different project. Mm. How, how the hell do I know what an ideal day <laughs> is? It's going to change depending on the week. But what I discovered was there are parts of my life that can be structured and be consistent, even if I'm working on different projects within one day. And that was so that was so relieving to know that that's possible for myself. I'm so glad. I would say as well that if anyone doing this exercise feels stuck in a day, then use the rest of the calendar and expand it out to a week or two months of the year if your schedule is really variable or if you enjoy if that's part of your ideal life is that things change up then you can do this exercise on a broader scope as well and something that's been helpful for me because I've always had this vague idea that I love to travel just like most of us I mm-hmm. planned out this is what my whole year looks like and how where in an ideal world where do I go when with how much space in between? One of the first things that I realized from taking up this idea of practicing manifestation and writing down goals was that I don't want to go on a big trip to Asia right now. We have a dog and if I were to go there, it would be for a couple of weeks or a month and... I don't see that fitting into my ideal year. So I actually put that dream 
aside and thought about what are some smaller things, some smaller trips that I want to take and realizing that that's more exciting for me right now. So dream within structures that exist in your life already, like weeks and months, and, and, and enjoy everyone. And know that like part of the work that you're doing is customizing right? Like you're basically saying, if this challenge doesn't work for you, customize it to make it work for you. And that is the art life. Yes, it is. Creating. So Zandra, we have talked today about everyday wonderland. We've talked about your career development. And I must ask, where can people find your art? All of my art can be found on my website, heroinetraining.com. That's where you'll find my essays. That's where you'll find Everyday Wonderland. And if you are not familiar with my work yet, the best place to start is at heroinetraining.com slash play, where I have my free audiobook, A Play in Three Acts where I read you three of my essays on stepping into my role as leading lady of my life. And if you insist on social media, I'm also on Instagram at heroin training. Grace, where can people find your art? Most of my art is collected and, and dropped down onto patreon.com slash official. I've had fun this month posting some behind-the-scenes images from these random shoots I've been doing and always updating with the podcast and blogs. So if you want to keep up with me, that's where to find me. Otherwise, Instagram.com slash official to see me talk about all the food I'm cooking and the dinner parties I'm hosting, which is, in fact, part of my art life. I just wanted to, I love the behind-the-scene photos that you shared of the with the flower crown. Thank you. And would it be weird if I printed that out and put it on my vision board? <laughs> no, it won't be weird at all. And I am so excited to see the final images from that shoot. Um, you would love that artist and her work, so... So, so someday soon we'll actually see her new series that I was part of. I can't wait. Until then, please print out my my iPhone photos <laughs> for your vision board. And you do a um, an actual physical photo tier too, don't you? I do, yeah. I, because I, I shoot so much, I collect all of my work um, every month into a Dropbox. There's two different like photo-specific, modeling-specific tiers on my Patreon that I basically collect all of the images and sometimes even all of the behind-the-scenes images so that people are just getting a Dropbox of everything. And then I post selectively on Patreon for everyone and then on Instagram as well with like the best of or just whatever is relevant to like a very carefully curated feed. So you might be on vision boards already. I'm, I like my Instagram to feel like a vision board. Well, from my side of the world today, I will wish you all a good morning.
And from my side of the world, good night. Bye. Bye. This is The Art Life, a heroin training podcast with Grace Gordon and me, Zandra Robinson Burns. You can find us online at theartlife.show and send letters to The Art Life, care of Grace Gordon, P.O. Box number 4292, Valley Village, California, 91607, or email us, theartlife at heroinetraining.com. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory. Thank you for joining us.